We're back with another episode of Brick House. I'm Bob Johnson. And I'm Matt Baker. Bob, we're getting a lot of new listeners because of Dash Radio. Yeah, if you have any questions or nice comments that you want to tweet us, that's at BrickHousePod. Uh, trollers and haters, you can uh, tweet Matt Baker at Hey, it's Matt Baker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, check out our website, BrickHousePodcast.com. You can find all the shows on the Almighty Baller Network on AlmightyBaller.com. If you want a, just a fun live experience, Dash Radio, Wednesdays, 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. Pacific, is the Brickhouse Hour. The opportune word is hour now. Brickhouse is, oh, is, yeah. is extending from 30 minutes to an hour. For free, Bob. They get extra Brickhouse for free. It's pretty exciting. You know, I got a comment from one of our listeners, Lalo, okay. the other day. He sent me a text message. We're friends. He was at a coffee shop, and David Bowie's Changes came on. Mm, nice. And he thought that they started playing Brickhouse over the loudspeaker Amazing. in the coffee shop. He's actually the second person to have this experience. Our first segment today, yeah. the Changes segment. Oh, wow. So if you're if you're new to the program, you'll get to understand what we mean when we say that. ending for a lot of different teams the changes are inevitable inevitable you know one guy who doesn't wait around to get fired though larry mf and bird (laughs) (laughs) the day after the pacers were eliminated from the playoffs he submitted the indianapolis 2021 nba all-star game bid then out did you see this he took he drove a indy 500 race car through the streets of Manhattan and personally delivered Indiana's bid for the All-Star game to the NBA head offices. Larry Bird drove a Indi- an Indiana 500 car through Manhattan That's right. to deliver an All-Star game proposal. That's right. He said he had a hard time driving the car. Not really designed for guys who are 6 foot 9 with sure. back problems. <laughs> yeah. Plus I guess the the pedals are really small. He's got big clod hoppers. The next day, he dropped the mic. He was out. Yeah, he did. <laughs> MVPs, finals, all that don't does not compare to driving a pace car through Manhattan. Yeah, he, that was the last thing on his bucket list, and then he stepped down as president of the Indiana Pacers. I've read a few different theories about this. One is that he didn't want to be responsible for this summer of Paul George demanding to be traded. Mm-hmm. He's a Celtic for life, so he didn't want to be accused of trading Paul George to the Celtics, you know, giving them sort of a insider sort of deal, like right. Kevin McHale with Kevin Garnett to, yeah. to Danny Ainge, his former teammate. I feel like Bird would have gotten something a little better than what McHale got for KG, though. You would think. But it is very Larry Bird to pretty much commit career harikari rather than see Ooh. Paul George go to the Lakers at his hands. You yeah. Know? Well, shooting is for show-offs, Bob. <laughs> so 
You ever see that? <laughs> uh, that that was the Phil Jackson quote about uh, Chris Stapps this past week, right? Was it? No, this was Nick Kroll's sketch show, and he did Young Larry Bird. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just him saying shootings for show offs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, this week Pat Wright or uh, Phil Jackson addressed media and said that he was happy about one Chris Stapps Porzingis game when he didn't shoot a three because that's a cheap way to get points. Okay. Yeah. What is? Well, we have plenty of weeks to discuss what Phil Jackson's deal is. He's got a couple years left at the New York Knicks. Yeah. Some more changes that happened. Rob Hennigan, he was the first guy to go. Uh, he was the first firing of the off season, and already the Orlando Magic are rumored to have their whiteboard filled with ideas <laughs> for their new GM. Yeah. It's a bummer for Brickhouse because we lost about two solid weeks of content with Hennigan being gone now. I know. So. Yeah, so far I've heard the Magic are interested in David Griffin from the Cleveland Cavaliers. He doesn't have a contract for next year yet. Kevin McHale, I think they've just seen him on TNT recently. He's a person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Larry Bird. Really? Yeah. Okay. They think he's going to go to the Orlando Magic. Yeah, great. Okay. That's... And uh, LeVar Ball in discussion no no not really okay (laughs) the orlando magic never never ceased to amaze me for this week's episode we have prepared a pop quiz hot shot great playoff edition the breakout specialty they're inspired by the playoffs anyways we're gonna have uh two questions from each series and then two bonus questions 18 total questions tweet us at brickhouse pod tell us how many you got right Let's start off with our Celtics and Bulls series. That was a fun series. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rondo tried to trip Jay Crowder from the bench and was fined $25,000. Sometimes you just got to stretch your legs. Uh, The next game, Crowder threw Robin Lopez's shoe out of bounds. And then Robin Lopez retaliated by untying Jay Crowder's shoe. But didn't want to get in trouble, so then retied Jay Crowder's shoe. Very weird. And Crowder was whistled for the delay of game there. I saw Matt Weiner tweeted out that Rajon Rondo had 20 assists and the two Bulls wins, and the starting point guards who replaced him had a total of two assists in the next four games. That's how you started playoff series 2-0 and lose 4-2, Bob. Uh, this is the only question I have for you, Matt, that's not multiple choice. Okay. Let's uh, test your skills here. The Celtics just completed a backdoor sweep of the of the Chicago Bulls. That's when they're a team that goes down 0-2, then wins the next four games in a row. That's what they call backdoor sweep in the biz. <laughs> so, Matt, there have been five teams who have been backdoor swept in the past 11 years. Can you name one of them? Wow. One of them. Did the Wizards do it a few years ago to, like, the Raptors or something? The last team to be backdoor swept, actually the last two times that it's happened, were the L.A. Clippers. Okay. The Blazers were down two games to nothing when Chris Paul and Blake Griffin both got injured in the same quarter of the game, and the Blazers won four in a row last year. In 2013, the Clippers blew a 2-0 lead to the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Blake Griffin got sprained his ankle in practice before Game Five of that series. There's a pattern yeah. uh, with the with the Clippers. Also, the Spurs over the Thunder in the 2012 Conference Finals, the Cavs over the Pistons in the 2007 Conference Finals, and of course the Miami Heat over the Dallas Mavericks 
in the 2006 Bennett Salvatore that, finals. That's one. That was one I was thinking of. That was a good question. My question for you is a true or false about the Celtics best player Kelly Olynyk, Bob. Oh yes, yeah, of best player, <laughs> best pube beard. Sure, <laughs> I I just think in general best. Okay, true or false. Kelly Olynyk's dad once coached the Canadian Junior National Team and cut Steve Nash. Uh, true? Yeah, it is true. Wow. I just saw that and I wanted to include it as a little fact, but I thought I could morph it into a quiz question. Wow. He coached the Canadian Junior National Team, I think, for like 13, 15 years, some long period of time. And old Steve, he was over there kicking that soccer ball. He wasn't... Wasn't up for the challenge of the junior national team. Wow, cool. Good question. Okay, Matt, this one is inspired by the Warriors Blazers series. Which of the following was never a nickname for Blazers guard Evan Turner? Oh, man, okay. Choices are Evan Almighty, The Villain, Evan Turtle, or Evan's Cowgirls Get the Blues. (laughs) <laughs> I, I can't tell if this is one of those you're trying to hoodwink me with that last one. I think it's the last one. He kind of looks like a turtle, and all, Evan Almighty seems like a natural fit, and I know the villain is. so That's correct, Matt. Okay. Evan's Cowgirls Get the Blues was made up. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> I guess as a kid, people used to tease him and call him Turtle. According to Turner, it's because he has a small head, and kids are cruel. Yeah, and he just <laughs> slinks his head into his shirt. Turtle does kind of sound like Turner, too. True or false, Bob, this was only the second time in franchise history that the Trailblazers got swept in a seven-game series. Only the second time. Um, false? No, it's true. They, oh, wow. The only other time they got swept in a seven-game series was in the strikes-shortened season of 99. Okay. So they have gotten swept in a five-game series a few times, but... They've stayed away from the seven-game sweep. Nice. Oh, the Cavs-Pacers section of this quiz involves one of our favorite segments. What the f*** has anything got to do with LeBron James? Okay, so when LeBron James was 18 years old, who offered him a $10 million check not to take a meeting with Nike or Adidas. Is it Fila, Fubu, Reebok, or Donald Trump? Oh man, I really want to say Donald Trump, but was it Fila? It was Reebok. Okay. So he figured, you know, if Reebok was going to give him $10 million not to take a meeting with Nike or Adidas, what was Nike or Adidas going to give him? Bob, can you name the three Eastern Conference teams LeBron has never beaten in the playoffs? I went through and looked at all the teams he's beaten, and he has not beaten three teams. Interesting. Uh, The or no, yeah, the Orlando Magic. That's one. Yep, he he lost to them in the in the conference finals, and they have not played again. The New York Knicks. No, he's beat them. They beat the Knicks. Charlotte Hornets. He beat them. It's gonna. You're gonna. You're going to be like, oh, of course, when I tell you. The Miami Heat. The Miami Heat. And and the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cleveland Bob. Cavaliers, of course. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't play Cleveland when he was in Miami because Cleveland was terrible. Right. And they haven't, he just never played Miami 
and he's only played Orlando once. So, All right, the Spurs-Grizzlies question for you, Matt. Which player was not on Mike Conley's AAU team? Oh, I love this one. He had a, a famously good AAU Legendary. Squad. Was it Greg Oden, Josh McRoberts, Michael Beasley, or Mark Titus? Beasley. Beasley is the correct yeah. answer. Yeah, Odin, McRoberts, and Conley, and they had Daquan Cook also. They also had Eric Gordon That's for crazy. A, a short time. Memphis started Gasol, Conley, Randolph, Vince Carter, and Ennis in game six, okay? Uh-huh. What was their combined average age when Pop won his first title in 1999? I have a few options for you. Name the players again. Gasol, Conley, Zach Randolph, Carter, Ennis. Uh-huh. Okay. Were they 12.5 years old? Wow. 13.8, 14.4, or 16.9? This was 18 years ago? In 1999. Wow. 14.4. You got it. I did it. All right. I was struggling to think of a question, so I figured <laughs> why not just come up with a completely random one. My next question involves age as well. It's from the Raptors Bucks series. Which of these celebrities is younger than Bucks guard Giannis Antetokounmpo? Okay. Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, Kendall Jenner, or Miley Cyrus? Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner is correct. Nice. Giannis is 22. Oh, really? He'll start next season still 22. That's crazy. He also loves smoothies. Don't we all? Bob, name the five largest cities in Canada. I don't know if I could name five cities in Canada. <laughs> well, you, there are only five cities in Canada. Toronto, Montreal. That's number one. That's number two. Vancouver. That's number three. Winnipeg. No, that's like eight. Buffalo, New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, four is Calgary. Five is Ottawa. And six is Edmonton. That's pretty good. You got the first three in order, though. Okay, Rockets Thunder series. James Harden's high school coach made a deal with him that James would get what for every six made free throws? Hall pass? Hamburger? Yeah. One digit of Michael Jordan's phone number? <laughs> or Nike swag? Hamburger, Bob, but one digit of Michael Jordan's phone number is pretty great. <laughs> Yeah, this is from a Lee Jenkins SI profile on Harden. Harden's high school coach, Scott Parra, made a deal with him that every game, if he made six free throws in the one game, he would buy him a hamburger after the game. But if he didn't make six free throws in the game, then Harden owed him wind sprints. Now Harden is draws more fouls than anybody in the NBA, yeah. makes more free throws than anybody in the NBA. And he, you know why the Rockets score over 100 points every game? They get free hamburgers. Oh, man. Harden just has those coupons it's stacked just... up in his locker. Well, I don't know where Scott Parra is. Last, I, last thing I know, he was like at Penn or something, but maybe he just keeps sending Parra all those. <laughs> you know, ASU fans will forever love Scott Parra because he took an assistant coaching job at ASU, which also brought them Harden. So oh, nice. It was, it was between ASU and Pitt. So. Wow. Seven different Rockets made threes in the series, Bob. Okay. Can you name them? And bonus points, who made the most? I would assume that Gordon made the most. 
or Harden made the most? It was Harden, so you got Gordon and Harden. Gordon, Harden, Ariza, Ariza Ryan Anderson. Anderson. Sam Decker didn't play, did he? No. Pat Beverly. Beverly. Who else? Who'd they add at the deadline, Bob? Oh, Lou Williams. Lou Williams. And one more, huh? This is kind of tough because in game one, game one was the only game that Houston didn't play eight players in. They played basically everyone in game one. Uh-huh. But then D'Antoni remembered he was D'Antoni and he shortens the bench. Who's the last one? Bobby Brown. Oh, Bobby Brown. Oh, shout out to Steven from San Francisco. Last week we asked people to send in their last meal suggestions oh, yeah. for teams that are eliminated from the playoffs. Steven sent in a suggestion for the Thunder's last meal, cupcakes. <laughs> Thanks, Steven from San Francisco. Oh, this is this is my favorite question, Matt. It involves the Wizards-Hawks series. Which of the following characters from Game of Thrones is a wizard and has the magical abilities to turn into a hawk? Is this real? This is real. Okay. Melisandre. I mean, it's a real question that I made up. Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah. Merlin Hawksbottom. Or (laughs) none of the above. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, none of the above, Bob. That is correct. Okay, good. I was, was like, oh, this is way too convenient of a thing. If you're a first time listener to the Brick House podcast, I watched Game of Thrones. Matt Baker, well, you've seen an episode or two. I watched a decent amount of the first season, just kind of on in the background. But I like to quiz him on all things Game of Thrones at all times. He's yeah. actually pretty good at guessing it. Merlin, I, I do like Merlin Hawksbottom. He was is my favorite television character. They read, they wrote him great. They wrote him great. Bob, how many different, how many different players? And this is either team. Like it's just the game. Okay, were the high scores of the game? Does that make sense? How many different? What? How many different players led the game in scoring? Led a game in scoring in the series. Oh, in the uh, Wizards. Wizards Hawks. So it's not one team; it's for both. Like, how many different players led the? Uh, four. Four is correct. All right. <laughs> Dennis Schrader, uh-huh. Wall, Beal, and Millsap, who is tied with Wall in one of the games. Nice. I forgot that was a multiple choice. I forgot to give you the choices, but she <laughs> zinged it. All right, for the Clippers Jazz, our last series. Which jazz player did Clippers coach Doc Rivers try out and cut in 2014? Is which, it wait? Which Clippers? Uh, which jazz player, jazz player? Current jazz player did uh, did Doc Rivers try out for the Clippers and cut? Mm-hmm. Is the answer Joe Ingles, Joe Johnson, Boris Diaw, or Jeff Withy? Would be Jeff Withy, Bob. It is Joe Ingles. Oh, really? Joe okay. Ingles tried out for the. Clippers and was cut. The Clippers have played in 57 playoff games since Blake Griffin was drafted in 2009. Oh, I see where this is going. How many of those games has Blake played in? Is that where you thought it was Three? going? Wait, wait. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I got some options for you. Okay. 38, 41, 45, or 51? 38. 51, actually. 51. Of He's only missed six playoff games. Just just the last one. Uh, yeah. It, it, <laughs> I, the reason I thought that, because I expected it to be less, too. Because, uh-huh. you know, it always seems like everyone's getting hurt. But apparently, it 
just he waits a, until the rude. last most important moment to get her. Yeah, I yeah, they're all game sevens, Bob. Great, great. Bonus time. Bonus question. So I listened to Genie Bus interview on the Open Run podcast yeah. this week. Definitely recommend it. So this question is about her problems with her brother, right? Sure. So she was having problems with her brother. They they obviously were trying to get her kicked off her role as as a head of the board of directors. And she went to Kobe Bryant for advice. Colby Bryant. <laughs> yeah. What uh what should he what should she do, Kobe? She asked she asked him. So Kobe gave her a quote from a famous person okay. to to help Jeannie Buss make her decision on what she should do. Which quote was it, Matt? Let my people go. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'll give you the quote and who said it, and you tell me which one Kobe recommended to Jeannie Buss. Was it, subdue the enemy without fighting? Oh, gosh. I already hate this. Sun Tzu. <laughs> yeah, I already, <laughs> I already don't like this. <laughs> was it, strike as hard as you can and keep moving on, Ulysses S. Grant? Sure. Or forgive but never forget Zeus or off with their heads from the Queen of Hearts. I'll say it's Sung Tzu. Correct answer. Off with their heads. Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> Was this like a Muse Cage episode? <laughs> yeah, the, the Queen of Hearts was chasing him around with yeah. an axe. Filled with rage. Yep, that's, that's Kobe yeah. Bryant for Good you. Good old Kobe. Mine is a Larry Bird question, Bob. Including his time as head coach, what was Larry Bird's record against the Lakers in the finals? Mm, including his time as head coach. Like record in series against the Lakers? Well, yeah, I mean, it would be finals because... Yeah, let's see. He won three and lost four? One and three, actually. One and three. He won one and lost three. Oh, they didn't play against the Lakers for those those championships, huh? They did. They they played three out of four years in the finals. Oh, uh huh. And uh, but the others were like the Rockets and the Blazers, and right. So pretty good. Pretty. You can see why he didn't want to be there to watch Paul George go to the Lakers. Yeah. Everyone's paying attention to the playoffs, but there's another competition that's about to come to a head. Everyone who spent their season being crappy and tanking, their Super Bowl is coming up soon. I'm calling it the the tank-offs. The tank-offs. This is your first annual Brickhouse preview of the tank-offs. So last night, the NHL had their draft lottery, uh-huh. and the Arizona Coyotes went from fourth to seventh, Bob. Oh, my gosh. So that's like, you know, that's worst case scenario. So I'm thinking that's the the draft lottery bugaboo for Phoenix this year. So the Suns are in good shape, I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, so I just want to preface this whole thing with I'm I'm feeling confident. Yeah, all season, these teams endure embarrassment and ridicule for their one chance on one night. One night. To be the winner of the number one pick in the draft. Eight mile, baby. <laughs> Tuesday, May 16th, 14 teams, one goal to be the worst team in the NBA. <laughs> to increase their odds that are normally stacked against them. 
people think that if the Lakers win this this draft lottery, that that would be an easy call. That it would be a conspiracy because the NBA wants the Lakers to be good. If the the Lakers being good is good for the NBA, sure. right? In fact, every year, no matter who wins the draft lottery, some conspiracy theory comes out. Whether it's 2012, Anthony Davis won the year, or just like months after the NBA sold the team to Tom Benson. Right. Um, you know, 1985, Patrick Ewing, the famous frozen envelope. Yeah. A conspiracy theory can be drawn for any one of these teams. Sure. Which is exactly what we are going to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's legit. We're going to tell you if each of these 14 teams wins the draft lottery, why the draft would be rigged for them to, to yeah, win it. Right. Another obvious example of the, uh, the tank off conspiracy was when LeBron left the Cavaliers to go and play for the Heat. The Cavs won the number one pick three out of four years. Right. It was a dominant run in dominant, the tankoffs. Dominant run, and it's set up perfectly for LeBron's triumphant return, Bob. Yeah. Dan Gilbert and his cronies showed up in the same, like, burgundy suits and bow ties yeah, every kid year. with those giant glasses and bow tie. They just act like drunk schmucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Of all the ESPN layoffs... It also included Chad Ford. Oh, he was there too? Chad Ford is Yikes. in the ESPN layoffs. He's still going to be covering the draft for the next month or so. I think his contract ends in July. But this is even going to change the way our draft game works yeah. next year because we have extra bonus points if you pick a correct pick that Chad Ford didn't get right. Right. Well, let's let the tank-offs commence. Start the countdown, Matt. The number 14 Miami Heat have a 0.5% chance of winning yeah. the draft lottery. I say if the Heat win, it's because the NBA rewards teams after losing LeBron James. Cleveland won the three out of the four years. This is only the second year Miami's in the lottery since LeBron left. And it would be time to reward the 50-year NBA vet Pat Riley. Mm -hmm. And their well-liked owner, Mickey Arison. Right. It's a long shot, but if it happens, that's why. That's kind of what I have. It's, I have this, the Godfather conspiracy. According, according to a little-known rule, Pat Riley is not permitted to have back-to-back -back bad seasons, Bob. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little-known rule that he implemented himself. So th this is the reason. So what are they hoping for with this draft? The Heat are always hoping for a star-free agent, and I'm not talking about Tyler Johnson. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see Miami nab Blake Griffin. Mm -hmm. When Eddie Curry was in Miami, he lost 100 pounds. 100? 100 pounds. That's insane. Back to his high school weight. Yeah. Dion Waiters actually wrote an article this past week, too, likening Pat Riley to Robert De Niro's character in Casino. We're now going to play a snippet of a Pat Riley recording we uncovered preseason mm -hmm. this year. He makes contingency plans for everything now since losing LeBron, Bosch, and Wade in consecutive years. You'll notice he sounds more like Christopher Walken than mm -hmm. you might have thought possible. He is a public image and a personal <laughs> image, right? Now, this recording is a, is a diary he records with his assistant before the start of every season. Yeah. So let's... Let's check out that Pat Riley tape. 
Now you see, I don't believe in that. I like to work right through dinner. Everyone's out. There's some quiet in the office. I usually eat once a day, but never in front of another living soul. My wife, we've been married almost 50 years. Saw me eat a Three Musketeer bar once. She snuck up on me. No one sneaks up on Pat Riley twice. I would never sneak up on you, and I wasn't really that hungry anyway. Lost my train of thought again. Where were we? Um, Justice Winslow has never and will never apologize for dancing in that way, and frankly, if I were a younger man, I'd show him a move or two. Oh, that's right. Sir, can I ask a dumb question? Another one after that one? Why record for all these scenarios before they happen? Why not just respond to the crisis as it occurs? Have you ever read Sun Tzu's The Art of War? Here we go. What if this event is so severe that I have to go into hiding in some foreign country? I won't be able to risk disclosing my position on the battlefield. I mean, what if I'm captured and my jailers force me to make a tape? They'll make me say things I don't mean, and people will need to know... I didn't mean them. In fact, let's add that right now. If I at any time say into a camera that I want to revoke any of my patents or trademarks, that that tape should not be valid in a court of law, because I have clearly been taken hostage by malicious copyright infringers. Really sorry I asked. Let's keep going. Quite a few more on the list here. No one knows what happened to Hassan Whiteside. He has not been seen since the disagreement we had. Now, this does not make me in any way liable, or am I in any way involved. We all want to see Hassan come home safely. That should cover a wide range of possibilities. Dion Waiter is next. Dion was a great kid. And if I could go back and do things differently, I would have never bought him that motorcycle. Or I might have bought him a helmet. Chris Bosch. We are absolutely not trying to get doctors to say Chris Bosch cannot return to professional basketball so we can get out of paying his contract. Why would we even do that? (laughs) If he can play, we want him on our team. I mean, but the facts remain. He is still missing, and Miami Police Department have told us they are doing everything they can to find him, and that's all we know at this time. Are you going to have these players whacked or something, Mr. Riley? Is this some kind of new girl hazing? Because I've been here three months already. No one's planning to whack anyone, but in my experience... You never know what may come up in the middle of a basketball season. I once fought off an entire convention of periodontists in San Diego the morning before the Game 6 of the Finals in L.A. And do you know why? Because I'm a survivor. That's why. Tyler Johnson. I felt threatened, so I shot him. Where's the alibi denial video you're doing for that? I think I'll get away with that one. It's Florida. And then let's get into our next team, the number 13 team, the Denver Nuggets. 0.6% chance of winning. Matt Baker, 
if the NBA rigs the draft lottery for the Nuggets, why would they rig it for them? The in arena penthouse conspiracy. It's hey Adam Silver, wanna live in the Pepsi Center? <laughs> it's all about him uh what they have to offer, Bob. They don't have a lot, but they have a in arena penthouse. I said if the Nuggets win the draft lottery, then whoever was in charge of rigging it must have been paid off and or drugged by some Denver-based marijuana entrepreneur. Oh, sure, of course. Because the NBA would never intentionally rig the draft for Denver. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the penthouse lair, though. We actually have a rare lost episode of Cribs. Oh, wow. Featuring Nuggets owner Stan Kroenke. We got this one at the beginning of the season, too. Just want to give you a glimpse into the world of the man who married into the richest family on earth, the Walt, the Walmart Waltons. Cronkies' mm-hmm. penthouse is inside the Pepsi Center, and he refers to it as a crash pad. Of course. When you, when you are accepted into the world's richest family and you make it out alive, <laughs> the world is your crash pad, Bob. <laughs> so let's hear a snippet from that Cribs episode. Hi, I'm Stan Kroenke. Welcome to my Pepsi Center Playboy penthouse lair. Crib, crib. I mean crib. Let me introduce you to Mrs. Snarfles. She's a pygmy bull mastiff. Very rare. I breed them on my ranch in Missouri. Folks around here think I'm in charge, but old Snarfy here is the real inspiration for everything you see. Let me show you something really special. This vase was a gift from the Republic of Congo for some uh, humanitarian work. (laughs) This baby is filled with 100% real blood diamonds. So, uh, you know, pretty good. (laughs) The movie playing is Scarface. It's on 24 hours a day. I don't know. It just makes me feel uh, calm. You know, I think it makes me seem taller to the players. This is a framed article from one of my first ever real estate developments. I don't think your curse worked out too well, did it, chief? (laughs) Sorry about that. Old memories. Careful, that's actually a trap door. 950 feet down is center court. I mostly use it to kill interns in front of other interns. Makes them extremely efficient. (laughs) Old Walmart trick. Miss Snarfles pushes the button. Yes. You can't put a dog on trial for murder. Best lobbyist money I ever spent. Yeah, let me show you where the magic happens. That's our magician, Kazam. He's not very good, but the kids like him. His real name is Shaquille O'Neal. The most expensive magician there is besides Copperfield. That smug bastard. This is where I sleep. That's a cryogenic chamber. Really more of a crash pad. I bought it at Walmart. Not the uh, Frito Isle Walmart. I'm talking about like the uh, store for the Walmart family only. You know, where they, uh, well, what else they sell? They private jets, pretty much of all of Mrs. Snarfle's jewelry, tuna free dolphin meat, you know, basic stuff. Countries, governments, mercenary armies, etc. Anyways, uh, more rooms I could show you, but they're uh, filled with mostly ecstasy-fueled orgies and or art auctions right now. So thanks for stopping by my humble crib. And we're back. And we're back. Number 12 team, 0.7% chance to win the draft lottery, the Detroit Pistons. Oh, man. If the Pistons win the lottery, then either Stan Van Gundy or Pistons owner Tom Gores knows where the bodies are buried. Yeah. David Stern may have put those bodies in the dirt, but Adam Silver still doesn't want the PR nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have for the uh, the guys from Motor City? I have the 
we dare you to want to trade your entire team for another team after you get this first overall pick, you <laughs> big jerk. Yeah, you, you know, Stan is kind of fidgety, and SVG pulls off his coveted all my players and picks for all of your players and picks. And it's, People might think you're joking, but this is actually true. There was a rumor yeah. Yeah. that at the trade deadline that the Pistons were suggesting that they trade their three best players yeah. for the Suns' three best players. Right. You know, Matt, I, I had the same thing about wanting to trade an entire roster. We've, we've talked about this. Yeah. Like, could this one day happen? Would you believe me if I told you that it already has? Whoa. At one point in 1978, technically speaking, mm-hmm. the Boston Celtics traded their entire roster with the Clippers. Have you heard this story before? No. We're talking legalese and very fine print here. 1978, the owner of the Celtics was a Hollywood guy by the name of Irv Levin. He wanted to move the team to Southern California, but he knew the NBA would never allow that to happen. So, Levin did the next best thing. He convinced the owner of the Buffalo Braves, the Kentucky Fried Chicken magnate, John Brown, to swap franchises. Quote, My understanding, as best I can remember, is that current Celtics team is a successor to the Buffalo Braves. Russ Granick, former deputy commissioner of the NBA, said, said in a telephone conversation. He was the NBA's assistant general counsel in 1978. Yeah. So this would mean that the current Clippers team is the successor to the Boston Celtics in a strictly legal sense. So in the NBA world, none of that legal, legal mumbo-jumbo matters, right? The swap merely meant that the Celtics were now in the hands of a new owner. But the franchise swap was approved by the NBA Board of Governors' 21-to-1 vote. The team swapped rosters, but not before Brown and Levin completed a trade that involved several players, including future Hall of Famer Nate Archibald. Levin moved the Braves to San Diego, where they became the Clippers. The business entity that owned the Boston Celtics in 1978 moved to San Diego and became the business entity that owned the Clippers. When deferred compensation checks were mailed out to the likes of former Celtics player and coach Tom Hennison and others, they were from the Clippers' bank account. Oh, wow. Levin died in 1996, but a few years before his death, he said he easily could have included Bird in that player exchange and would have done so had he been convinced that Bird would have signed with the Clippers. Levin's quote, I absolutely could have had Larry Bird if I wanted, no question about it, but I knew Red was very high on the kid and felt if I took Bird to San Diego, Red would in some way make sure he never signed with me. It was too risky. We were starting a new franchise. Of course, had I known then I, what I know now, I would have taken that risk. One of his dying regrets was that he didn't sign Larry Bird when the Clippers and Celtics traded their entire rosters. <laughs> yeah. That moment in history brought to you by Brickhouse. The number 11 team in our tank-offs, the Charlotte Hornets, have a 0.8% chance. Yikes. You're saying there's a chance. The only reason the Hornets could win a rigged draft lottery is because they routinely have the least revenue of any NBA team. Maybe they just throw them a bone, you know? Yeah. Fultz and Ball aren't from Duke, so Jordan would probably not make it awkward by passing on them with the first pick in the draft. (laughs) 
if the NBA rigged it for the Hornets, Matt, why do you think they would? This one's called HB2, but we love you. Okay. <laughs> you know how the NBA took the All-Star game from Charlotte? Well, they really took it from Michael Jordan. You know, he was fighting hard to yeah. get it back, and he wasn't happy. But how do you keep the best player ever from going crazy and turning on the NBA brand? Give him the number one pick, Bob. <laughs> little little backdoor apology there. All right, let's go on to our number 10 team. This is this pick goes to Sacramento uh, via New Orleans. It's top three protected for New Orleans. Right. 1.1% chance of winning. So this is our conspiracy theories for New Orleans or Sacramento? This is for Sacramento or okay. for New Orleans. Okay. So we're really in range for a surprise jump up yeah. in the draft boards with right. this pick. Sure, the NBA rigged the draft, so new owner Tom Benson landed Anthony Davis in 2012, but the team hasn't become the contender they should be by now. Yeah. As an added bonus, it's an opportunity to prevent the Kings from wasting their pick on another embarrassing reach. <laughs> yeah. So the NBA rigs the draft, so New Orleans gets Boogie Cousins and to keep their top three protected pick. Nice. That's basically what I said, the... We can't let a superstar die in his prime conspiracy. <laughs> They're just not doing a good job of surrounding AD with anything. So nothing nothing says help like Markel Fultz, I suppose. But, yeah, if Sacramento does end up getting this draft pick mm -hmm. and they do pick uh, in the 10 spot, they're hoping to get anyone between 40 and 60 on their big board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our number nine team in our tank-off preview, the Dallas Mavericks, have a 1.7% chance of winning the lottery. This is actually Mark Cuban's first lottery right. since trading Robert Trailer for Dirk Nowitzki in 1998, Yeah, the sixth pick in the draft. They haven't picked higher than 16 since then. That was Eaton Thomas in 2000. Oh, wow. They could rig it so Dallas would win because they want Cuban to drop his career-long crusade that everybody in the NBA is out to get him, Yeah, maybe. Right. Maybe there's a behind-the-closed-doors discussion where he gives up his special independently-funded projects to check on the legitimacy of NBA refs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in exchange, the NBA gives him number one pick in the draft. What do you say, Matt? Oh, we're, you know, we're thinking kind of along the same lines. This is the a few decades of fine money conspiracy. Mark Cuban has given tons of money and fines, but secretly it was just a payoff for when he really needed a favor, and now is that favor. This is his chance. Because, mm -hmm, yeah, like you said, he they've never really cared about the draft lottery before. I say that they're hoping to draft Robert Trailer Jr. Oh, is that a person? No. Okay. <laughs> but if he was, they would trade him to Sacramento for Jason Tatum or Dennis Smith or, or someone who becomes a legendary franchise right. Dallas player. Cubes might also be secretly hoping the Grizzlies buy out Chandler Parsons' max contract so the Mavs can sign him on the cheap and Cuban gets his club wingman back. Oh, we need that wingman. All right, the number eight team in the tank-off preview, the Sacramento Kings, 2.8% chance. Yeah. Actually looks pretty good. If the NBA rigs the draft for the Kings, it's just because they can't stand to see them mess up their mid-lottery pick for the seventh year in a row. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said, the see how hilarious this can get conspiracy. Yeah, for what they're hoping for, I said they're hoping anyone comes out and works out for them this oh, year. Oh, man. 
they're hoping they don't blow their lottery pick for the sixth year in a row. Do you do you want to hear the lottery picks the Kings have made since drafting Demarcus Cousins? Can, can I try? And, can I guess? Try and guess? Oh, them? sure. Go ahead. Twenty eleven is that? Twenty eleven, they didn't have a lottery okay, pick, but so they had one in twenty twelve. Twenty twelve, the fifth pick. The fifth pick, is that Costa Kufus? Thomas Robinson. Oh, Thomas Robinson. The pick right after Thomas Robinson, yeah. Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, I've heard of him. Andre Drummond was a few picks after that. Yeah, I've heard of him. So this is now we're in twenty fourteen. Twenty thirteen. That was 2013. Also another, yeah, no, 2012 they got Thomas Robinson. 2013 yeah. with the seventh pick, they went for another Macklemore. Jayhawk, yep. Ben Macklemore. They passed on Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, yeah. C.J. McCollum, Stephen Adams, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Not the best draft, though, up top. And Rudy Gobert, oh, yeah. yeah. 2014. What All no- better than Macklemore. Fair enough. 2014, what number did they have? Eighth pick in the draft. They had the eighth pick. It was That was Willie Cauley-Stein, right? This was uh, this was the famous video of Vivek on the phone with yeah. the draft pick. He's got the whole room, the, the draft war room, and they all chant together. Nick Rocks. Oh, Stauskas. Nick Stauskas. Cauley-Stein was the next year. Collie Stein was 2015 sixth pick, yeah. yeah. But Stauskas was picked eighth ahead of Doug McDermott, Dario Saric, Zach Levine, Yusuf Nurkic, Willie Collie Stein, yeah, passed pick sixth. Pa- the next seven guys, I think, will be better than Willie Collie Stein in, in order Moutier, Stanley Johnson, Frank Kaminsky, Justice Winslow, Miles Turner, Trey Lyles, and Devin, Devin Booker. Booker, yeah. And 2016, of course, we can't forget that they traded the eighth pick to the Suns for the 13th and 28th picks. And then drafted drafted the 175th best player of the draft, Giorgios Papagiatis, and then Scal Labissiere. It's too early to call on who the better players were that they passed on, but it's safe to assume (laughs) that they're better than Giorgios Papagiatis. That's pretty good. All right, let's get into our next team, the New York Knicks, who have a 5.3% chance of rigging the uh, the lottery in their favor. If the NBA rigs the lottery for New York, then James Dolan secretly gave Adam Silver a five-year, $60 million deal, too. <laughs> Not just to Phil Jackson. The Knicks only draft only have a draft pick because the NBA had to make a rule to prevent them from trading away their yeah, draft pick. It's so true. Getting a good draft pick is just a cheap way of rebuilding your team, not mm-hmm. not something Phil Jackson would do. The number six team on the tank-off preview. Number six. The Minnesota Timberwolves, also with a 5.3% chance of winning this draft. If the T-Wolves win a rigged lottery, it's because the NBA wants to help this young team become the new Thunder and jump into Western Conference contention. What do you? What say you, Matt Baker? Basically, kind of the same thing. This is the Vegas conspiracy. People probably lost a decent amount of money on Minnesota last year from yeah. bets. So, what's one way to get people to mash the Timberwolves again? The number one pick. Nice. I think that the T Wolves are just hoping that someone offers Derrick Rose a contract so big that they just have to forget about right. matching it. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Sacramento Kings. The number five team on the tank off preview, Orlando Magic, 8.8% chance of winning the draft lottery. Conspiracy theory. 
If the NBA rigs the draft and the Magic win, then the mascot stuff may have kidnapped Adam Silver. Oh, no. Preseason, we revealed a breaking story about how the Magic's mascot stuffed the Magic Dragon, one mascot of the year, mostly from his exposure during the epic dunk contest when Aaron Gordon narrowly lost to Zach Levine. The trades that now fired GM Rob Hennigan made really didn't make very much sense, but we uncovered that the source of the trade for OKC's Serge Ibaka was actually orchestrated by a jealous mascot mm-hmm. who kidnapped Rob Hennigan and forced him to make the trade with his ex-boss, Sam Presti. One of the best things we uncovered. If you haven't heard this exclusive Brickhouse footage before, I'd like to warn you that the following is quite disturbing. Oh, it's very disturbing. <laughs> Robbie, how's your draft night going? How's the family? What? Oh, oh yeah, the, the family. Uh, they're good. Uh, listen, Sam, I don't have a lot of time. Hey, you sound different there, Rob. You sick of something. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm sick. Yeah, li- listen, uh, let's talk trade. Uh, this season I want to open up the floor for Stuff to do more of his thing. Stuff, the mascot. Drinking on draft day again, Hennigan. Take my draft pick. It's 11th. That's good stuff. Uh, Take any player on the team. Who do you like? Who do I like for what? Make me an offer. Well, uh, we're looking for a trade partner for Serge Ibaka. But he only has one year left on his deal. You you wouldn't want him, though. We want him. And if you act out, I'll even throw in uh, Ilyasova. Uh, well, I do like Victor Oladipo. Consider him yours. So Oladipo, Ilyasova in the 11th pick in the draft for one year of surge. Uh, you know, Rob, yeah, you really don't have to do this. You, you, this trade is really one-sided, but if you want, you have a deal. Uh, if I swing this and, and keep Kevin, I'll be GM for the next 20 years. You've made a great decision, and you'll make stuff very happy. There! What's that, Rob? I couldn't, I couldn't make that out there. Whoops! The TV turned on! So much violence on TVs these days. Uh, call it into the league, Sam. Uh, great doing business with you. Now I'm going to work on spending all our cap space on Bismarck Biombo and Jeff Green this summer. And uh, get a personal assistant for stuff. Okay, uh, sounds good there, Rob. See you at Summer League. Sam! What do you think? What do you think about the Magic getting the the number one pick in the draft? Bob, again, we're thinking the same thing, except this is the reverse win for Steph uh, because Steph runs the team, as we just established. (laughs) Nobody outshines Steph, and Adam Silver knows this. So Orlando becomes the first team to win in reverse and drops to the last pick of the lottery, ensuring they don't get a superstar, (laughs) or most likely they don't get a superstar, someone that... uh, will outshine stuff. So then uh, upon that, in the offseason, they're going to start a D-League team in the Congo <laughs> because they love Congolese <laughs> players. And find more shooting jerks. That's, yeah. what, I, that's what I had. That's that's a good amateur uh, breakdown. Yeah. Hey, nothing amateur about Brickhouse, Bob. <laughs> All right, let's go on to our number four team, the Philadelphia 76ers. They give out 11.9% chance of fulfilling Sam Hankey's dream. Mm-hmm. 
Conspiracy would be a message to anyone who tries to pull the same stunt that Sam Hinkie did, yeah. though, I think. You know, the years that he was there shamelessly tanking, they never got the top pick in the draft. Right. They never even got a pick higher than number three. But then the NBA forces Hinky out. Yeah. The Colangelos take over. They immediately get the number one pick, Ben Simmons. I think if they get it two years in a row, then that's just Adam Silver showing people tank on purpose and you lose in that, this league. That's literally the exact <laughs> Like I, I don't have anything to add to that. That's exactly what I had. Wow. What do you think they do? What are the two the things they have to build on with that? I think Brian Colangelo is just hoping he hits a grand slam here so he can stop hearing the fans chanting for Sam Hinkie yeah. and trust the process. Yeah. He really wants to put his own stamp on the team. The Lakers, they've got a 15.6% chance of winning the draft lottery. This is the most obvious one in all the conspiracies. If the Lakers win, it's it's obviously because they want the Lakers to be good. There's going to be a lot of conspiracy columns written by former ESPN employees who are now working for AlmightyBaller.com. That's my, <laughs> my prediction. This one's called Magic Three Balls. Okay. LeVar needs a business partner. Magic loves business. The NBA loves magic. Who's the only one that the NBA will tolerate with LeVar? It's magic. We're uh, we're to the number two team in the tank off. Your Phoenix Suns, they've got a 19.9% chance of winning this draft lottery. Yeah. If the Suns win the draft lottery, it's because the NBA has rigged it as a practical joke on this team that already routinely keeps about five point guards on their roster. What say you, Matt? I mean, this is the, the one year Matt really doesn't mind not getting the first pick. Let's <laughs> give them the first pick for the exact same reason. I'm perfectly content with them drafting Josh Jackson. All right. It's down to this. The number one team in the tank-off previews, I call them the Brooklyn Celtics. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 25% chance of winning the draft lottery. If the Celtics win, it's the same storyline as if the Lakers win, to me. The NBA needs to restore the rivalry. It's the reboot generation. Why try and sell fans a Raptors-Timberwolves series when you can just fall back on a classic with guaranteed viewers? Man? Yeah. I have this as the LOL Nets, just because it's just, just basically it's <laughs> LOL to the Nets. I put the that, Billy King will never work in the NBA again. Yeah, I put basically Danny Ainge hopes that none of this is a dream and that he hopes he doesn't get a flat tire on the way to the draft because those are really the only things that could go wrong for Danny Ainge. Yeah, I liken Danny Ainge to the brain from Pinky and the Brain. Yeah, what are we going to do? Yeah, what is what is he hoping for? The same thing he's hoping for every night, a bidding war for his unprotected Brooklyn pick. Yeah. <laughs> he won't make a move until he has it. Yeah. This year's pick for Cousins and next year's pick for Carmelo Anthony. Oh. Maybe. Ooh. Just kidding. No. Dan, Danny Ainge would never do that. Right. Give himself a brain aneurysm. Before ESPN fired everyone this week, they should have talked to our friends at Steiner Sports. Oh, okay. I like where this is headed. About advertising on their podcast. Might have helped them out. Steiner Sports is the 
leading producer of authentic sports memorabilia and hand-signed collectibles. When listeners use the promo code ALMIGHTY at checkout, they receive a 20% discount on their purchases. Hey, Matt, how about a 16 by 20 inch signed picture of Larry Bird? I saw this on Steiner Sports. He's standing next to Red Arbach after a championship win. He's got his arm raised and a victory cigar in his mouth. I love it. I love it. An ode to the 80s and a living legend and 20% off. It's promo code ALMIGHTY on SteinerSports.com. Let's get into our diss of the week here, Matt. Yo mama is so fat. This one came from the Bleacher Report. They reported that Bulls fans were booing the number two overall NFL pick, Mitchell Trubisky. He showed up at game six in Chicago and was booed by the fans. Classic. You know, the Raptors responded to last week's diss from the Bucks mascot saying that the the Raps don't have a website because they can't string three W's together. So the Raptors mascot yeah. made a video of him buying the domain name rapsin6.com nice. on GoDaddy nice. and then drinks tea and profile like the Kermit the Frog meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty great. What is it? The, that, but that's none of my business. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Iasola had a uh, tweet with, was the winner of this week's Diss of the Week. I like it. Chris Stapps is nominated for Block of the Year for the inaugural NBA Awards show. You can get an award for rejecting an exit meeting with Phil Jackson? <laughs> question mark. <laughs> that's the winner of our week's Diss that's, of the Week. Good, good job, one. Frank. On the next episode of Brick House. Send us some questions that you want answered by us for round two. We're on Twitter, at yeah. BrickHousePod. Oh, and we'll talk about the big three draft. We got the guys on the Almighty Baller network are already fighting over who gets to host the big three pod this summer. Do we have to drive an Indy Pace car to Manhattan <laughs> to put our bid in for that, Bob? All the way to Axman's front door. Yeah. We'll give you our big three coverage on Brick House as well. Check us out on Dash Radio Wednesdays at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. Pacific. Tune in for all the great programming on the Almighty Baller Station, 24 hours a day on Dash Radio. Enjoy the playoffs. We'll talk to you on the next episode of BrickHouse.